Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria, here to break down this night, Wednesday, March 16th slate. Massive slate, I should say. We got 12 games to talk about tonight, so it will it'll be action-packed. It'll be loaded with studs, uh, so we're going to decipher some of these guys to play. Uh, we're going to have our tidbits on value. Uh, expect more to open up as the slate goes on. I'm recording this the night before. So we're going to go by the news that we have now. But before we jump into anything, quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor over at Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this NBA season. And Thrive is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Now you choose 10 of 20 available player props to build your lineup. <clears throat> Excuse me. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points to win your share of a prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and $6 million thus far. So when you sign up, use that promo code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, and receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. You can find Thrive in the App Store, Play Store, or visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop today. All right. We got 12 games, so we're not going to waste too much time. We're going to dive headfirst straight into this. First game of the night, Atlanta Hawks traveling to Charlotte, taking on the Hornets for the injury report. John Collins, Sharif Cooper. Jalen Johnson all rolled out. Danilo Gallinari is now probable after missing that last game. Before the Hornets, Gordon Hayward, Kai Jones, both of them have been ruled out already. Now, this game's coming in at a 237.5 game total, with the Hornets being favored by 1.5 points. So that's what we like to see. One of the higher game totals of the night. Not the highest, but it's, uh, it's pretty damn close. So we'll start off here with Atlanta. Trey Young coming in at 10-3, coming off of an absolute monster game. Hopefully you guys had some Trey shares in that last one. I know I did. Uh, I talked about him on that show. I, I definitely had some interest in him. Uh, on this slate, he's absolutely in play again. 10-3 is not expensive enough to you know just rule him out right away. It's a fantastic matchup. We know Charlotte gives up a ton of three-pointers. And for a guy that routinely takes like double-digit three-point attempts, he has every ample opportunity to smash through this one. Now, I will probably be a little less inclined to play him just solely off the fact that this is a great matchup for everybody on the Hawks. I'm going to have shares of multiple people. When it comes down to it, with all the spend-ups that we have available, I can spend up in other positions to still great, get great Hawks. Hawks I just brought up Boston accent that I don't even have. Uh, exposure out on this one and not have to go that way. So he's in play. Do I see myself having a ton of shares of him? Likely not. I, I still think I'll probably be below the field when it comes to Trey Young. Now, I wouldn't, wouldn't fault you one bit if you wanted to go that way. So, pick your poison. I'll be going to some of these ancillary options, though. You know, looking at, like I said, off the rip, Danilo Gallinari is probable. He is expected to return in this one. I absolutely expect to have shares of Danilo. He's only 4,500. He's averaging 29.5 DK points at three matchups this season. Uh, I expect him to play anywhere between 28 and 30 minutes, uh, possibly even more. I would say that's probably a good expectation to hope for is 28 to 30. So at 4,500, he's probably going to be my favorite Hawk play. And then between Kevin Hoerter and DeAndre Hunter, I think both these guys are absolutely in play. Uh, I tend to always lean a little bit more Herter. 
but I wouldn't fault you if you want to go Hunter. So it's going to be Herter, and it's going to be Gallo, my two top plays, and I would never fault you if you want to look at Trey Young. I think I just prefer to spend down compared to, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich with those other two guys. But pick your poison. I think all those guys are excellent plays, just with, given the matchup, game total, defense, everything. On the other side of the ball, Lamella Ball coming in at 8500 the price tag, is it's not really jumping up anytime soon. He continuously puts up at least 40 DK points in four out of the past five games. Sign me up. Uh, point guard versus Trey Young, it being LaMelo. You can either look at him or Rozier. Now, I think when it's all said and done, I've been playing more Rozier than I have LaMelo lately. It's just the dude's been on an absolute tear. I mean, over the last five games, he's averaging 46 DK points. I don't expect them to slow down. I think those are the only two guys on this team I'm really interested in. If you wanted to go to some of these other options, again, great game, great matchup, great game total, everything. Won't fault you one bit, but I'll, I'll stick with the backcourt. Um, I expect it to probably be Rozier getting more of the defensive attention from Trey. So that's why I'm kind of leaning a little bit more Rozier. But again, I wouldn't fault you one bit if you want to look LaMelo. On to the next game, Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Cleveland. The Believeland taking on the Cavs. Jared Allen, Rajon Rondo, Colin Sexton, Dean Wade, all ruled out for the Sixers. They are good to go outside of their players in the G League, so no one to really monitor there. Two seventeen and a half game total. Sixers being favored by four and a half points here. We have Harden at 10-1. We have Joel Embiid coming in at 11K. Uh, frankly, 10-1's too cheap for Harden. I get it. The dude's pretty much been slumping. Uh, outside of that last game, the three previous games, he's been shooting below 33%. He's still managing to put up almost 50 DK points in those matchups. So absolutely good with Harden here. I think he's actually going to be one of the, probably one of the studs. I, I, I prefer Harden over Trey Young in that last matchup. He's one of those guys. Now we have Jokic, we have Giannis, we have LeBron. We have plenty of other guys to talk about that we will get to. So do I think he has the highest raw points upside? No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, but from a point-per-dollar perspective, I absolutely think he's in play, and I will have plenty of shares of James Harden in this one. Uh, for that being said, I think Joel Embiid's in that fantastic spot too, going against the young rookie Evan Mobley. Uh, I think that this is a good spot for him. I think I prefer Jokic ever so slightly more, who we'll get to in that next game. So uh, that's pretty much all I'm looking at over here on the Philly side is going to be James Harden. And again, won't fault you one bit if you wanted to look at Joel Embiid. Just don't know if I will end up landing on that spot myself. Now, Darius Garland coming in at 9K. I mean, it's Darius Garland at this point. The dude's had broken out all season long. He's coming off of a 50-point game. I tried to find the extra $1,000 to get the James Harden. They price these guys so appropriately on this slate where you're going to have to make some tough decisions. I mean, it's just what it is. It is what it is. It's going to be what it comes down to is making the tough decisions. But I think I still prefer James Harden for only $1,000 more. I'll try to find my way to get there. Marketing, 5700 don't mind looking at him. Slotted in, played 46 minutes, 33.25 DK points. Uh, when he gets the minutes, he's, he's safe. He's probably a better cash play than he is a tournament play just because you know what you're getting out of him. It's going to be somewhere between 26 and 34. It can't fault you one bit. And then now Levert back in the lineup. It's going to take some of this usage away. So uh, I think it kind of tempers everybody's expectations and upside just knowing that they're going to have three guys out there willing to chuck on top of Mobley. I'm not touching Mobley in this matchup, though. Going against Joel Embiid, he could find himself in the foul trouble. In which case, I think Kevin Love comes in as a sneaky play at 6,200. Uh, but nothing I would trust in cash. Strictly only tournaments for Kevin Love. Third game of the night, Denver Nuggets traveling to Washington, taking on the Wizards. Aaron Gordon is questionable. 
along with Zeke Naji. Jamichael Green's probable. And then Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. have been ruled out for the Wizards. Bradley Beal out everybody else in the G League. So good to go as far as injuries are concerned over there. This game's coming in at a 228.5 game total with the Nuggets being favored by 5.5 points. I love Jokic in this matchup. Uh, bottom line, there's nothing else I could say. Yeah, he should be able to. If there's a, if you've got a game prop or player prop out there on his rebounds, I'm taking the over on 13 or 14 pretty easily here. I, I just this Wizards team struggles against rebounding. They have plenty of centers, just none of them are very very good. So, 11 uh, nine. This is one of the cheaper price tags we've seen for Jokic outside of that game against Golden State where he's 11 two. But pretty much on a routine basis over the past month or so, he's been about 12k or more. So I do like Jokic in this spot. He's probably one of the lone wolves I'm looking at over here on this Denver side. Again, I'm trying to limit my options for each team. We have so many on the board tonight where I'm not playing everybody. And then for this Washington team, uh, Chris Tapsporz Inga should be good to go in this one. And at 7-2, he's probably the only guy I'm looking at on this side of the ball. He's put up back-to-back DK games of at least 40 points. Uh, and he's doing so in limited minutes around that 25 to 26 minute mark. And it could get bumped up in this one. We know that as the season goes on, progresses, he may still sit on back-to-backs, but he should continue to see a little bit of a minutes increase from here to there. Uh, and as long as he's healthy, I think that kind of takes Kyle Kuzma out of the you know, equation. We're not seeing that same usage now, so don't worry about that. It's only Chris Stops for me over there. Fourth game of the night, Dallas Mavericks traveling to Brooklyn. They are taking on the Nets, and the Nets are on the second half of a back-to-back, so there is no injury report for them. Before the Mavs, Reggie Bullock, Marquise Chris, Tim Hardaway Jr., Theo Pinces, Moses Wright have all been ruled out for this one. We'll go to the uh, game total and spread, and looks like we do not have one at the moment. But the one thing that we do know is that it is a home game for Brooklyn, so we cannot expect Kyrie Irving. So we'll start off here with the Mavs, though. Luka Doncic coming in at 11-5. Uh, Luka Magic is like, it's one of those guys where I'm never going to say he's not in play. The dude's always in play. We know he has that 70 point upside. There's only a few players on this slate as good as they all are, uh, that can routinely hit that 70 despite the matchup. He's pretty much a matchup proof player. With that being said, I don't think I'll play him. I'll find the extra $400, get Jokic going against, uh, you know, that Washington team. So I'll probably take a pass for the most part on most of these guys, just because when all the guards are healthy, it's, you know, they're worth the price tag at 59. Don't get me wrong. But it's picking your poison and trying to find the right guy on the right night. And on 12-game slate, I don't think I need to go there. Uh, Kevin Durant on the other side of the ball, 10-9, absolutely in play. Uh, just knowing that Kyrie's sitting in this one. I mean, it was Kyrie's night tonight. I think he had 41 points at halftime. Absolutely insane torching it. Uh, but with him sitting on the second half of a back-to-back, this could be a very back-and-forth game. I expect a few teams to go with a Luka Durant stack if they have the value. And I don't blame him. But Kevin Durant, 10-9, too cheap. Uh, he is probably my third favorite spend-up on the slate. Uh, I think right now it's looking like it's going to be Jokic, a little bit of Harden, uh, and then also I think Durant, if you have the money, is safer than Harden, has a little bit higher upside than Harden. But all three of those guys are probably going to end up being my three favorite spend-ups on this slate. And wait till we get to our player tier segment because it is going to be tough to choose. Now, with that being said, with no Kyrie in this matchup, we saw that also uh, Cam Thomas was ruled out of this one. So there's going to be some backcourt depth, especially if Seth Curry's forced to miss another game. And in that case, I think Goran Dragic comes in as an absolutely fantastic value play. Only 4,200. A little bit of a Sylvanian matchup with Goran going against Luka. Uh, really looking forward to this one. And I expect that at 4,200, he easily pays off that price tag. So if you don't end up getting, if you're looking to get some exposure to this game and you don't spend up on Durant, that is the way I would do it. 
Fifth game of the night, Portland Trailblazers traveling to New York to take on the Knicks. And believe it or not, this one's going to be a little bit more fantasy-friendly than most Nick games that we're used to. Quentin Grimes, Nerlens Noel, Cam Radish, Derrick Rose, Kemba Walker all rolled out. Portland, Eric Bledsoe, Joe Ingles, Damian Lillard, Nasir Little, Didi Luizada, Yusuf Nurkic, Anthony Simons rolled out. Justice Winslow has been upgraded to questionable. We have to see how that plays into things. Does it uh, kind of impact Trenton Watford's minutes? Uh, that's something that remains to be determined, whether they play him at the three or the four, how they use him. Uh, we got to kind of keep an eye on that. But 224.5 game total. Knicks are favored by 10.5 points here. No matter who goes against Portland, they're going to be favored at this point. It, it has just been complete and utter tank mode for them. Not paying 8600 for Josh Hart. Uh, don't think I'm paying 6800 for Watford, although he has paid that off in the last two games. Uh, not necessarily feeling like, you know, if Winslow plays, I'm definitely not doing it. If Winslow sits, I could see maybe looking at him a little bit. Uh, overall, though, I'm not going to be too excited about it. And then I'm not paying 6500 for Brandon Williams. I think that's an appropriate price tag. You could pay that off. Don't get me wrong. Just don't see myself doing it. If anything, it would be Drew Eubanks at 5700 who has now uh, paid off that salary and then some over the past two games. As long as he's getting 30 minutes, uh, he has ample opportunity to pay that off. On the Knicks side of the ball, highest-priced guy, Julius Randle, coming in at 9500 Randle should absolutely smash in this spot. Um, where does he fall amongst the studs that we're ranking? He's up there. Uh, 9,500. I wish he was, if he was 92, I would feel so much better about it. But comparative to some other guys in that price range, you know, I prefer him over Garland for $500 more. Granted, it is a completely uh, different position. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, but I'd rather play him over DeRozan. I'd rather play him over Siakam. I'd rather play him over Tatum. Uh, I'd rather play him over Hart. So if you're looking at a forward that is not Kevin Durant, I think that he, I might even actually, when it's all said and done, point per dollar, I might even prefer him over Durant in this matchup. Uh, he is one of the better high-priced forwards on our slate right now. So, depends on your build. Where do you want to spend? Sixth game of the night. We're cruising, by the way. I told you. I'm going to cruise through this because it is 12 games. And it could get it could get a little bit boring here one person on 12-game slate. So, I'm going to try to get all the information I have written down out there as fast as possible. Phoenix Suns traveling to Houston. They're taking on the Rockets in this one. For the Suns, there is no injury report. And then for the Rockets, Eric Gordon is questionable. No game total, but we have the Suns favored by 10.5 points. I'm honestly surprised that it's only 10.5, even though there is no Chris Paul in this one. But we'll start off here with the Suns. Devin Booker at 9,500. Prefer Randall for the same price tag. Now, granted, Devin Booker has put up at least 54 DK points in three out of the last four games. He's absolutely worth every penny in it. Uh, I just expect them to probably draw more ownership than Randall is what it comes down to. So in your GPPs, uh, I think I will go elsewhere. Um, it's also back-to-back, -back, so we kind of have to see how the Suns come out of this one. DeAndre Ayton, 7,400, fair price tag. Love the matchup. Don't think I'll be going there, though. For the most part, normally I'd be targeting these teams going against this Houston Rockets squad, and I just don't feel too great about it. Campaign at 76th. That feels fair. I just don't want to pay that price tag. I think there's other options uh, that we can look at. Now, on the other side of the ball, we uh, it's going to be much of the same. I don't think I'm going – it sounds crazy knowing that it's, the Rockets are on a slate. This is a team that we normally target. Unless we see some bodies ruled out, I don't think I'll be going to much on either side of the ball here. Uh, the one guy that I may be able to stomach might be like Kevin Porter Jr., but even then, at 6,800, we have better options. We're halfway through, halfway point, six games left. L.A. Lakers traveling to Minnesota to 
to take on the Timberwolves. Anthony Davis has been ruled out along with Mason Jones and Kendrick Nunn. LeBron is questionable. Taylor Horton Tucker is probable. We do not have an injury report uh, for the Timberwolves right now. 237.5 game total. Timberwolves favored by 7.5 points. Now, LeBron James, you've been hearing me talk about it night in, night out. 11-2. Absolutely in play. Not one of my favorite studs, though. I prefer Durant. I prefer Jokic. I prefer even Julius Randle at the forward position. At a point-per-dollar standpoint, I think LeBron James probably still has a better floor slash ceiling. But when you're talking about saving $1,700, yeah, I think I'd probably take Randle. Uh, I'll never be caught dead playing Westbrook for the rest of the season. So uh, take that for what it's worth. And then I think the only other guys that are really worth monitoring or talking about would be like Malik Monk. But at 6K, uh, I don't think this is the spot I would choose to play him. Now, on the other side of the ball, I think I will have a little bit more love and a little bit more exposure. Carl Anthony Towns coming off of an absolutely monstrous game where he put up 60 actual points and 17 rebounds now. Box score watchers might see that inflated and want to go that way. A 10-6, I think there's other options I prefer to play. Uh, in fact, I think just the only options I'm really targeting here are going to be some of these ancillary guys. So we have to keep an eye on Vanderbilt, McDaniels, Nas Reed, a lot of these other guys. But depending on who suits up here, I think D'Angelo Russell, absolutely in play at 7-7. I prefer him over Anthony Edwards. But for only $100 apart, you know, Edwards... Maybe has the higher overall season or ceiling, but I think Russell the ceiling's not far off whatsoever, and the floor is much higher. So I just lean there and call it a day. Don't think that we need to go crazy on the value if we happen to see a couple of these wings out because Edwards has been dealing with that knee soreness. If he sits, uh, that would open up the door for Malik Beasley at forty six hundred. OKC Thunder traveling to San Antonio, taking on the Spurs. Lujan Stewart, Derek Favors, Josh Giddy, Ty Jerome, Mike Buscala, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, Kenrich Williams, all rolled out. Shea Gilgis, Alexander is questionable. Keep your eye on that. That's obviously pretty big news that will impact this. And then for the Spurs, Kata, Dates, uh, Kata Bates, Diop, Romeo Langford, Doug McDermott, all rolled out at the moment. This game coming in at 234.5. Spurs favored by a whopping 13.5. So I think that's a little indicative that Shea may be sitting. If Shea sits, uh, it's going to be Trey Van. It's going to be Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrew Wiggins, Aaron Wiggins. Uh, both those guys absolutely get boosted up for sure. And then I also expect a good amount of usage to go to a guy like Darius Baisley. And then we have to keep our eyes on Oliver Saar. Started in the last one, played 32 minutes at 3,500. If he starts again, we can lock and load him for value. I think he has no issue paying off that salary in this one. But if Shea pays, he's certainly a good GPP option. Probably not a guy that I'll lean to just because we have so many other guards here in that 10K range that I prefer, especially the guy even on the other side of the ball. But for the most part, I'll be looking at those two backcourt guys if we see that there is no Shea. And uh, I'm not going to get too cute with it. I think that's probably it. And then obviously, like I said, Oliver, sorry, I think it's a fantastic value play as long as he starts. We just have to keep an eye on it. It looks like they're kind of turning the page and it's allowing him and Roby uh, or Pakoveski and Roby to kind of split up that backup center minutes and slash power forward minutes. But basically continues just to kind of pour it on over the last two games. So ranking these guys in order, if Shea's out, it's Saar. And then I think Baisley and those two backcourt guys are kind of all jumbled up there while they're in that like low to mid five rate K range. For San Antonio, I uh, don't think I'm playing Murray. I think I prefer Harden over those guys. Murray just continues to be extremely consistent. 
but when it's all said and done, you get a little discount if you want to go to Harden. He's actually only scored 49 DK points in three matchups against this team this season. So I don't think I'll end up going there. And for the most part, I don't think I'll be playing much of anybody when I'm looking at this. I think Josh Richardson, as long as he continues to get decent minutes, down minutes in that last one. So kind of scaring me off a little bit. But if he ends up drawing the start, we can take a look at him. But I, I doubt he does. Don't think we need to go there. Four games left. Chicago Bulls traveling to Utah, taking on the Jazz. For the Bulls, Lonzo Ball ruled out. Zach Levine is probable. Patrick Williams remains out as well. And then for the Jazz, Bojan Bogdanovich has been ruled out. Trent Forrest is questionable. And Yudoka Azubuki has been ruled out. Daniel House remains out as well. No game total. But we have the Jazz favored by six and a half points here. Probably just a major pass for me all around here. I think Caruso is still warranted, even with Levine being in there. I don't see that necessarily eating into Caruso's minutes as much as people might think. I think he's still looking at mid-20s to you know, maybe even high-20s minutes regardless, simply because he's one of their best defenders. If anything, it's going to eat into uh, guys like Kobe White and Ayo Dasunu's minutes. Uh, I don't expect that to really affect Caruso too much. So he remains in play as a value play. Otherwise, I'm not looking at anybody else over here on the Chicago side. On the Utah side, we have Donovan Mitchell coming in at 9K. I do like me some Mitchell in this matchup. I expect there to be some fireworks. Uh, I do think that I prefer Mitchell over Garland, over some of these other guys. He's probably the one guy that, you know, always provides that solid 40-point floor with also having a four, uh, 50 to 55-point ceiling. And then Rudy Gobert coming at 7,500. That is just too cheap for Rudy. Uh, he absolutely smashed in this matchup, putting up 52 DK points earlier in the season. No issues. And, and listen, don't chase Mike Conley. I don't think most people, if you've been playing DFS long enough, I don't, you know, you don't need to hear me say that. Dude shot 10 of 13. Uh, six for nine for the three-pointer. Those happen to be the only three shots that he did miss were from deep. And I do not expect another 50, almost 50 DK point game from him. So it's just going to be Donovan. Uh, it is just going to be Rudy. And we have to keep an eye on kind of what happens over there at that power forward position, uh, which should be a little extra minutes for guys like Rudy Gay and Eric Paschal. This is who I expect to see the biggest bump. Uh, but keep in mind that it's also going to be Royce O'Neal playing as many minutes as he can handle. So take that for what it's worth. A little value that opens up, though, obviously, with no Bogdanovich. Uh, and I think it's a little trickle down between Gay, Pascal, maybe a little Alexander, but I wouldn't trust that. I think I'd rather play Clarkson over him. But even then, I don't see myself landing on any of, any of those guys. Three games left, Boston Celtics. Traveling to Golden State, taking on the Warriors. Aaron Naismith has been ruled out. And then for the Warriors, Andre Iguodala, Gary Payton, both ruled out along with Wiseman. And then Andrew Wiggins is questionable. As of right now, no game total, but we have a four and a half point spread being favored to the Warriors. Have you already heard my take on Tatum? I don't think I'll be landing on Tatum all too much. Wouldn't fault you if you wanted to go that way. He's one of the youngest bright stars. If anything, no, I would rather play Jalen Brown for... About $2,100 less. So I do have some interest in Jalen Brown. Do I end up landing on him all that much? Probably not, just being honest. I'm not playing any centers going against this Warriors team. And the same thing could be said for Al Horford. I will avoid him at all costs as well. So really, probably not much in Boston in general. For the Warriors, Steph is now below 10K. And that is enticing. But I do prefer Harden over him still. 
you know, as this team starts to get healthy, I think Draymond being on the floor certainly helps Steph out a little bit. Um, we're not playing Draymond though, not yet, not till we see those minutes get raised. I'm not playing Clay at 7600. That's just a little too expensive for me. Uh, very much inflated after that 160 point game that he had below. Before that though, he was below 7K for all those other ones. So not playing that, uh, paying that inflated price tag for him. And for the most part, I don't think I'm playing anybody. I think, you know, Kaminga's always in play just because it seems like his role should be consistently in that mid-20s minutes, uh, and at least until Draymond starts to get that workload kind of ramped back up. But I don't think I'm playing anybody in this game for the most part. I think there's guys that are options. I'm not going to completely rule them out just yet. If I land on them, I wouldn't be upset about it. But I'm not going out of my way to play them. With two games left, we have the Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Sacramento, taking on the Kings. DeAndre Bembry, Pat Connaughton both rolled out. For the Kings, Terrence Davis, Jeremy Lamb both ruled out. As of right now, this game has the highest game total with 240.5. Bucks being favored by 9.5 points. They're expecting fireworks coming from all over the place. Giannis coming in at 11.7. I prefer other studs. Give this five minute 200 bucks. I'd rather spend it on Jokic. But I don't mind looking at ancillary options. I always talk about it. Shooting guards tend to find a way to burn the Kings. And Chris Middleton at 7,800 is probably the main reason why I'm not playing guys like Jalen Brown. If I find myself needing a wing a shooting guard or small forward in that price range it's going to be for middleton uh bottom line i love him in this matchup i love holiday in this matchup i think both these guys should absolutely have fantastic games we're probably going to steer clear of bobby portis now with brooke lopez back now he's very much in the Draymond green situation where he's kind of still working his way up um but we're going to immediately kind of see that as he goes up bobby portis goes down i still think bobby portis finishes the season playing more minutes than brooke lopez uh, on an average night but they're going to try to get him worked in so that way when playoffs come, he is good to go. On the other side of the ball, Darren Fox, 9,400. Yeah, I guess I just got to keep taking these Darren Fox games off the chin because the dude continues to just thrive and just punch me right in the mouth every single night. He's getting at least like 50 DK points. But going against Drew Holiday, I will take a pass. And if he beats me, he beats me. What are you going to do? You take it off the chin. You move on. I'm not playing Demonis Bonus going against this front court, especially now that they're going to have Brook Lopez back for 15 minutes. He can cause some havoc in the paint. But I do want to take an eye on Dante DiVincenzo. Now, granted, uh, we saw Justin Holiday; He was out. That left open a bunch of minutes for Dante. But Jeremy Lamb is still out. Dante DiVincenzo played 34, 35 minutes. That last one put up 30 DK points. Maybe he happens to draw the start again. Sure, why not? But I don't expect him to necessarily draw it. So be careful chasing that one. Justin not being on the injury report certainly scares me away a little bit. Final game of the night, Toronto Raptors traveling to L.A. to take on the Clippers. For the injury report, Clippers, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell, all ruled out. For the Raptors, OG is doubtful. Fred Van Vliet is questionable. And then we have Malachi Flynn rolled out along with David Johnson and Justin Champagne. Two eighteen and a half game total. Raptors favored by one and a half points here. We'll start off here. I already gave my piece on Siakam. I think there's you know other forwards I'd rather play. I'm all aboard the Fred VanVleet train as long as he's AK. It hasn't paid off over the last two games. But this dude will bounce back. There's no doubt about it. Obviously, he's been struggling from the field. 6 of 25 over his last two games. Hasn't been able to hit a three-pointer to save his life in that fact. 4 of 20 from deep in that same span. This is a good get-right get right game. Like, talk. But, if he sits, we're looking at Boucher, 5,400. We're looking at Scotty Barnes at 7,900. 
I don't think we need to get too cute. I think those are the two best options every time that we see him sit. It also gives a small bump to Gary Trent Jr. I just haven't been playing much of Gary Trent. But for the most part, it will be Van Vliet as the one guy I'm interested in if he plays. And if he sits, it's Boucher and it's Scotty Barnes. On the Clipper side of the ball, Reggie Jackson should be back after resting in that last one. He is 8,100. I'll let him punch me in the mouth because I think I'd rather play Van Vliet if Van Vliet plays for only $100 less. I think that I'd rather play Chris Middleton. Uh, very similar price tag to both these guys over him. And, uh, you know, Marcus Morris is going to be back in this one, so we're not chasing that Amir Coffee or Terrence Mann game. They both got price increases, so we're just, you know, me personally, I'm not chasing them. I think for the most part, I'll be avoiding most of these Clippers on this side of the ball. I think all of them getting a little bit of an elevated price tag after they had some players rest just takes them, takes them out of play for me. And now to our player tier segment. We'll go through some of our top plays, and I say R, I say me times two, top plays uh, for a lot of these guys. Nikola Jokic, a lot of spend-ups, 11-9. I'm not getting cute here. Fantastic matchup. I'm playing him. Uh, I prefer him over Giannis. I prefer him over Lucic, Lukic. Luka Doncic, there we go. Prefer him over Embiid. I think Durant gets dicey for $1,000 cheaper with no Kyrie. I think that's where it gets close. But the next guy that I will go to after all these drop-offs uh, will be Julius Randle at 9.5. A little bit, about $300 more than I want to pay for him. But in this Portland matchup, he should absolutely smash. I'm expecting a big game from him in this one. A lot of other options you could go with. I tell you, heard me talk about them throughout the show. Where I wouldn't fault you one bit if you want to look that way. But when it's all said and done, that's where I want to go. And for the mid-tier price tags, Rudy Gobert, 7,500, coming against the Chicago team. They've already dropped 52 DK points. 7,500 is just too cheap for Rudy. There's not much more that needs to be said. Absolutely on board with Rudy Gobert. And now this other spot, do I go with another high, decently spend-up guy towards that AK range, or do I look down towards the 5K range where there's some other value available? I'll give you two because I'm a nice guy. I do. You heard me talk about Chris Middleton plenty of times. Shooting guards going against the Kings is something that kind of piques my interest. But I also want to keep an eye on Shea Gilgis-Alexander because if he sits, I think Darius Baisley at 5,600 is most certainly a good option. Back-to-back good games in a row for him. Uh, definitely somebody that would absorb a ton of usage. And you can also throw in those other wings I talked about over there, but uh, that gets a little dicey. Pick your poison. I guess it all comes down to position eligibility and how your build's looking. And now for the value plays, everybody under the 5K range that we'll be taking a look at here. Uh, Danilo Gallinari at 4,500. Absolutely sign me up against that Charlotte team. I like me some Gallo at 45. I will definitely have some shares of him. And we have to see, because granted, more value will open up. But if you're looking for somebody in that 3,500K or light range or less, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty simple. I mean, he has to draw the start again. But Oliver Saar at 3,500. Just granted with the minutes he played in that last one, played 32 minutes. Didn't do a whole lot. Only put up 22 DK points. But that's still more than, you know, 6x at that price range so we'll take that it's there for the taking and then for our thrive fantasy picks of the night julius randall for 105 points for the over on 39 and a half points rebounds and assists i'm intrigued by that i'm intrigued it's a little risky but i already gave my take i love this spot for randall in this matchup so i think it might be worth it and then for a cool 31.5 points Rebounds and assists. Give me the over on Fred Van Fleet. I think he could hit that with just his rebounds and points. Granted, he'll probably get a couple of rebounds. Or, I'm sorry, his assists and points. And granted, he'll get a couple of rebounds added in there. So there's some options for you guys. I'll take those. And I'll take those back to the bank. 
also think we might be able to look at the Mobley, uh, the under for the rebounds. That's pretty much a lock. I think at, thir- at 12 and a half, I'm not expecting to get 13 going against Joel Embiid and the Sixers uh, team. So there's a couple of them for you. And that's it. 32 minutes. So nice little speedy 12 games like guys. As always, give me a follow on Twitter at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Thumbs up, five stars, subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you are listening to this it is all greatly appreciated, guys. It means the world to me. So can't thank you guys enough for everything that we've been doing this season so far. And I'm going to go out here and say I am going to be posting a contest this Friday for all those who are listeners. It's going to be about only a 20-person contest. So it may fill. It may not fill. I hope it fills. I hope it fills quickly. If that's the case, we're going to do a little prize for the winner. Now, what that prize might be, it could be maybe you appear with me on a Saturday show. You talk about your lineup. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, I send you an autograph. Maybe it's you get a nice cool shout out. We don't know what the prize is going to be, but we're going to try to get a contest. We know we had a lot of people asking for them. We haven't done a lot of them this season. So hopefully you didn't end the podcast too early and you got to hear this. We'll have also, uh, we'll be talking about it a little bit tomorrow. But this Friday, this slate. The contest cannot be made until the morning of, so you can't really reserve it. So just keep your eye on it. We'll be tweeting it out all day long. So thank you guys for listening. Get in that contest. Go play some Thrive Fantasy. Use that promo code ethos. Follow me on Twitter. Thumbs up. Subscribe. Do all these things I'm asking you because I'm a nice guy. Take care. Let's go crush your GPP.